season two, episode five of In Focus. I'm Maddie Mosley with Bailey Grant and Jessica Bertram. Every other week, we explore various genres of music. We also interview local artists and take a deeper dive into the Arizona music industry. This episode's guest is a local DJ who juggles life in the corporate world while also building her brand in the music scene. Before we get to that, I'm going to put Bailey and Jessica to the test, and we're going to see how much they know about some of music's top DJs. All right, guys, I am here with the lovely Bailey and Jessica, and we are going to play do, 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 Guess that DJ, y'all. <laughs> Bailey and Jessica, I hope you're ready. If you know the answer, you're just going to see who can shout it out first. What? You're going down, Jessica. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens. Here we go. First question. Which DJ duo wears LED robotic helmets and have not let their faces be seen since May 2006? Dead mouse? Uh, wrong. The blue people. Earth. <laughs> also wrong. I'm just gonna go ahead and answer that one for you guys because both of you wait, are. Wait, did you say off. Ellie? Oh wait, Daft Punk. Good job. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. It just took her a second. Here we go. Question number two. Which DJ has more Grammy awards than any other DJ? Calvin Harris. <laughs> David Guetta. I don't know. <laughs> also wrong. It is Skrillex, but good try, ladies. On to the next question. Which DJ, along with his celebrity girlfriend, were Hollywood's highest paid power couple, surpassing oh, Beyonce and Jay-Z? Calvin Harris and Taylor Swift. <gasps> what, Bailey? That was mine. <laughs> that was Bailey's. It's okay, Bailey. We know that you knew that one in your heart. Always thinking of T-Swift. Next question. Which DJ got his stage name from his childhood fascination? Dinosaurs. His favorite dinosaur was a Diplodocus. I don't know if that's how you say it, but whatever. Oh, a Diplo. Good job. I had to give y'all an easy one in there. Come on, Bailey. Last question. Which DJ is currently 50 years old? And he's well known. He does not look 50. I was shocked. We've talked about this DJ many a times. We talked about him earlier. I know who it is, I think. Well, you go ahead, it's your guess. You got this, Bailey. We're giving you a free one. I don't know. You gotta start naming them off. Quavo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wait. DJ Khalid? <laughs> DJ Matafacto? <laughs> Guys, Bailey wasn't lying when she said she doesn't know DJs. Wait, is it Cascade since we were talking about him earlier? Nope. Okay. I guess I, Maddie Mosley, will step in with the final answer. Like the answer <laughs> is David Guetta is 50 years old, and I cannot believe that. This has been do 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 do. Guess that DJ. DJ MJ. I will not tolerate behavior like this. This behavior must stop at once. 
What is up, In Focus listeners? Maddie Mosley here. I am sitting with the talented Miss DJ MJ. Everybody give it up. Say hello, Miss DJ MJ. Hey, everybody. How you guys doing? All right. We have the talented Miss DJ MJ. We're going to get (laughs) all into the career, all the good questions, all that good stuff. We're going to start off with the basics so that everybody can know. What inspired you to become a DJ? Um, really just being in the radio industry, like I started in radio, actually I'm a Cronkite graduate, ASU all day, and I started in the radio industry um, at Power 98.3, and at that job, um, I learned quickly that you had to have two in order to stay hired, and so that's what kind of what got me inspired, um, not to mention I had a background in music, I played piano growing up, family played drums, like guitar, and music was just a big deal for, for all of us, kind of like the Jackson 5, but not really. Okay, I'm not mad about <laughs> it, all right. Yeah. Um, and I found DJing, um, I was in promotions at first, but eventually I knew I needed to get over to programming. What programming is when you pick music and you pick songs, and within that um, is when I found my love for DJing. Okay, I'm yeah. not mad about that, little yeah. Jackson 5, so you on yeah. the right path, okay? Yeah. my name is MJ. There you, you know? go, I like it. Jackson. So that is exactly what I wanted <laughs> to get into next. DJ names are pretty important. They sure are. Because that's what you're putting out there, so Absolutely. how did you come up with your DJ name? Um, I always wanted to be the greatest growing up, and uh, for me, I really was a fan of basketball, and I love Michael Jordan, and so... Um, MJ became like this thing of like all the MJs were dope. Magic Johnson at the time still played, Michael Jordan played, Michael Jackson. I mean, I was like, I can't go wrong. And I had all the Jordan shoes and the whole deal. And knowing you want to be the greatest, you got to find somebody who who could be somewhat of a mentor to, to the work you're doing. It doesn't have to be what they're doing, because I play basketball too, but it could be something different. So I came up with MJ that way. I like that. Do mm-hmm. what they do, say what they say. You're going to get what yeah. they get, right? Absolutely. Can't go wrong with <laughs> Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Okay, okay. So you got that DJ name. So yeah. kind of when you were figuring out your little bit of your DJ swagger, did sure. you have a favorite genre that you like to spin? Or now, is there one that you prefer <laughs> over the others? I like I like soul music. Um, I like soul music now. But my favorite genre at that time was, was hip-hop. I think it was because just coming from, you know, a hip-hop background, um, it, that was just my choice of music. And I, I learned it pretty well. At that time, it was more like most deaf, common. Um, it was more on the deeper hip-hop side than what it is today. But over the course of time of working in radio, I was able to find a love for a more radio-style hip-hop, too. And so that was mainly how I got my, my start. And I, I love EDM along the way. And I just, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of all music, really. So you just stepped up to the plate and did yeah. what you had to do. I did. And so would you say that that kind of starting off your career like that has helped you work as hard and accomplish as much as you have so far? Truth be told, at this time, there was no social media. And that's a great question because I think a lot of people, they see instant success everywhere on their phone, on their Facebook. Um, and anywhere you go, you can see somebody kind of like living it up. But there's no real story as to how they got there and the work that they had to put in. And so um, the real story behind everything is being that person who was always available, Uh, Number one, being that person who would say yes to all the crappy stuff. Like, I mean crappy. I had to go do all these events that were remotes where I'm from Arizona. It was 110 degrees out. It was, uh, it was, I had to go stand up at a car dealership and I didn't want to buy a car, (laughs) but I had to be the face of the, of the radio station. And that, that accounted for a lot of my success being a yes person, not with ideas necessarily, but with the availability to be able to uh, get things done. So I was the go-getter. Looking at your bio, you have spun yeah. at some pretty great events and for some pretty important people. Absolutely. But like you said, you had to start from the bottom. As Drake <laughs> says, started from the bottom, start now we're bottom. here, right? Absolutely. So yeah. having that mindset, 
how did you kind of work your way up to working with some of these bigger celebrities or these big events? I, I actually, I've DJed for Taylor Swift at a, at a Margaritaville in Tempe out here, I, for Pitbull at the Coliseum, for Ludacris. It's a list that goes on and on, but the truth is how I, how I got there was just always um, being available, building relationships and really nourishing those and keeping the contact. And there's a fortune and a follow-up and the whole deal. So that's what I did. Obviously, I'm going to assume that that has helped out with the DJ career, having oh, to learn the business side. How sure. does that kind of work for people that may not know the backside to DJing? Because, you know, we oh, see wow. the fun stuff, the parties, but sure. how is the business side of things? <laughs> try showing up and the speaker doesn't work Ooh. and see how that feels. Or, or try showing up and you can't get, like, your turntable to turn on or there's a broken belt or you don't have a long enough extension cord. So I, I feel like... Um, you know, being a DJ has created me to actually have systems in place. Systems in place of like organization. Hey, I, I need two speakers, two cables, two cords to run to my equipment, two turntables that work properly, to a mixer, you know, um, having all the right music. I mean, edited clean versions. You don't want to be just throwing cuspers around there all the time. And so I think that's some of the things that it helps you prepare for to kind of like get organization as to your music and how you set up and you know being on time and showing up and being and, and leaving when the event's over or maybe staying later if you're trying to do a favor whatever it is it's, it's, it the business side of it is just really I didn't know I would carry that with me so much all over the years you know to be able to know how to dress properly and things like that um, you know you don't want to show up for a black tie event you know in a swimsuit or a jumpsuit you know you want to kind of show up in the right outfit so it's just knowing that stuff uh, kind of helped me to be prepared for uh, even today. <laughs> and so when you did some of these bigger events, were you having to like pay at venues to get a DJ spot? Or were they just letting you come spin? Were you doing most of it for free in the beginning? Oh. How did that work? Um, I think in the beginning, I, I, I got paid less than I deserved. You know, I got paid less than, and I was okay with that. Cause I, I really feel like if you can short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain, then you need to do it. So if a short-term sacrifice means you gotta build connections and maybe accept gigs at a lower rate, it's I'm willing to do that. I was willing to do that in the beginning. And I think um, that was one of the big keys to, to, to building. And uh, now it's just like, hey, this is my fee. This is why, and here's my bio and boom, keep pushing. And if they say no, they say no. If they say yes, let's go. Would you say that your career is a financial advisor for everybody, all of our listeners? Okay. She does work financial advisor, <laughs> that money, handles yeah, finances. Money, baby. Would yeah. you say that that has helped your DJ career or hurt it in any way? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think people love, <laughs> they love music more than they love uh, the, how to save money. And so <laughs> I feel like I use the DJ to career to help people to wing them in to, hey, like, now that you have this money, what's the best way to keep it? And I think the two go hand in hand. And now I get to live both passions and people say, you got a real job. You got No, it's really, I'm passionate about life right now. Yeah, this is a beautiful thing for me. So I'm getting it. I'm, getting, I'm able to fulfill two purposes at once. Okay. So it's been great. And then just kind of another question again, looking at the whole business aspect, yeah. the funding side of DJs, because yeah. it's obviously not cheap. You got lots of equipment, oh, yeah. you got to do all kinds of stuff. Would you say that your financial career helps fund the DJ career, or are you at the point in your life <laughs> yeah, where uh, you kind of have a good balance between dang. the two? I'm a great, it's a great balance between the two. Okay. Like the DJ makes me a lot of money, and, and that's one of the beautiful things about being in music. You can charge the rate you want to charge when you when you hit the you know when you hit the stature you want you hit, and that really is all up to you and what you put into it. And I feel like. 
the two are working together to help build each other's business. It's crazy, and um, I do taxes separately on both, and that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> but both careers are really sponsoring each other, and it, and and I just don't. It's crazy. It's insane, and and I, it's a it's. I never thought you know, who would have ever thought that it would be this way. If you asked me ten years ago, I probably wouldn't answer the question the same. But yeah. So it's been great. It's been a great transition. And um, I've been able to integrate some of my DJing and radio. I have clients who are now signed to record labels and who play professional things. And so, and, and I just added uh, everybody on my social media from my DJing to my, DJ, you know, to my music one and, and vice versa, from my music to my finance. I mean, so everything is just kind of interchanging. Okay. It's kind of nice. Look at you doing your thing, <laughs> living the dream over oh, here, yeah. that double life. I'm coming for you, Drake. That's oh. going to be my next, that's going to uh -oh. be one of my clients. Uh oh, along. she's coming. Yeah. She's coming, Drizzy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, right on. And again, you have, I got to go back to our celebrities because you yeah. have yeah played a lot of events a lot of big people yeah, and absolutely. so are there any events or any people that you haven't played for spun for yet that are in your sites your in future that you want to get to yeah i want to do i want to pick an artist and do do a, a tour with them so i wanted some of the people that i met in the past whether it's ty dallas sign yg like whether whoever it is i want to be able to nourish that relationship and play i feel like my biggest person that i played for is taylor swift and that was a big deal for me because um, just to see how kind of how cool she was and the whole deal, like that was um, that was a moving experience, and she was really vibing out. And just to kind of move up that ladder would be uh, phenomenal, especially on the hip hop side. Well, yeah, and to not only getting to work with great artists, but again, back to that business aspect, there obviously hey, is a lot of money. There you go. When you're working with the people that are hey, making all the money, millionaires need help too. I'll tell you, they so, want to keep their millions. There you go. So yeah, you can't say yeah. no to that, no, right? No, you can't. Yeah, okay. that's true. All right. <laughs> So just lastly, is there yeah. anything else that you would like to share, say to the <laughs> listeners? Yeah, I want to say, you know, guys, follow me on uh, Instagram and social media. Um, you know, just add me on there. And then secondly, like, never give up on your dreams. Uh, I'm a kid from South Phoenix, and I never thought I'd be playing on a national radio station, doing national interviews and the whole deal. And that's just a little something around to say that, hey, anything's possible. So don't limit yourselves. If you set goals, set them bigger. Um, and that's really all I had to really say. We'd like to thank Ms. DJ MJ for joining us on In Focus. Connect with her on social media or her website, MsDJMJ.com. Thank you for listening to Season 2, Episode 5 of In Focus. In Focus is a podcast produced by Cronkite News in association with Arizona PBS. I'm Jessica Bertram, along with Maddie Mosley and Bailey Grant. Our opening song is Take You Home Tonight by Vibe Tracks, and our closing song is Scarlet Fire by Otis McDonald. 